Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the Homestand Lease Podcast powered by Sports Interaction Sportsbook and Casino, your homegrown sportsbook. That local. I'm your host, Albert Vartanian, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Justin Pooney. We'll tell you why standing pat will pad the right direction for well, the Toronto Maple Leafs. On today's show, what to watch for in the unofficial second half of the Leafs season, why the Leafs should be sellers at the deadline, who starts game one of the playoffs, what happens with Ryan Reeves, and is it time for Shanahan to go? Lots to get to, so let's get this thing started. I'm Albert Vartanian, he's Justin Pooney, and this is Homestand Leafs. Justin Pooney, and we're back. Mm-hmm. The Leafs in action tonight on a beautiful Monday night. We're filming this, by the way, Monday afternoon at 1.13 p.m. Eastern time. Just in case you're listening, Eastern the Leafs are ready. Standard time. Eastern Standard Time. And the puck has dropped. They're taking on the Islanders and Patrick Waugh behind the bench mm-hmm. in Toronto. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that game. But what I wanted to really get into is what to look out for for the rest of this season mm-hmm. with some predictions as well. So I'll pose some questions. Okay. We'll talk about it. And then we'll make a prediction. Let's do it. Let's start with the deadline. This is something I was thinking about over the break. And we've kind of been on, I think, either side of the fence in terms of the Leafs should be buyers or sellers. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to lean towards sellers, but I'm not completely convinced. Where do you stand? The Leafs should be buyers because who the hell are they going to sell? Right? I've been looking at... You sent the... the we discussed last time we are going to talk about, and I did some research this morning on just various media outlets and their trade big boards because we're in that season now. Um, there are no Toronto Maple Leafs on any of the big boards. Um, you look at their pending UFAs. Guys like Max Domi, um, you know, T- Tyler Bertuzzi, the two most prominent ones. TJ Brody. TJ Brody, right? Would any team really want to give up some valuable asset to acquire them? And I'm talking about a second round pick and up. I don't think so. I think that if the Leafs were to sell any of those guys, the max you could probably get is a third round pick with some conditions, maybe for TJ Brody that you, if you go on a deep enough playoff run, it turns into a second round pick. But Albert, they're in such a such a interesting position where they can't sell because the assets they have to sell, nobody wants to buy. The higher the the assets that carry a lot more value, right? Like a Mitch Marner or a Nick Rob, not a Nick Robertson, per se, but a Matthew Nyes or whatever. Those type of assets will be moved out in the offseason when a bigger deal is made. Um, you look at this team. Can they add some things around the fringes? I'm looking at a guy, you know, like a Nick Sealer out of Philadelphia. He's played 50 games. His cap hits 775000 Uh, You're not going to get a Chikrin. You're not going to get a Hannafin. Uh, Adam Henrique could help out a lot, but guess how much he makes. How much does he actually help out, though? He doesn't, but this Adam Henrique... This is where I want to go with my point. Exactly. 
Um, I'm, I was looking at all these big boards and these players involved. Like, could you get a, a reclamation project like a Philip Broberg, a guy at Edmonton who's got a you know a decently high ceiling? Was a younger player, I believe he's only what 22 still. Right. Um, make 863,000. He's a guy that could come in and maybe you know you could build as a, a reclamation project. But you know Adam Boakvist, he's 23 out of Columbus. That's going to be a pretty hefty price. Uh, you're not going to get Gensel. You're not going to get you know. Go back down the Tyson Berry train. Elmer's Leakins, Markstrom, the goaltending wise, they're too expensive. So the way I see it is this: the Leafs can buy around the fringes and kind of help their case going forward. But like I've been saying, this is a year where you just stand pat, run its course, see what happens in the off season. Then when there's more flexibility, you don't have to worry about being cap compliant at that exact moment. Um, then it would be a better opportunity to make a move, make a bigger move that you know will truly reshape this roster. Because let's face it, Albert, we know that the NHL trade deadline is not the place for super big blockbusters to happen where all-stars are moving. Yes, Elias Lindholm got moved from Toronto, from Calgary to Vancouver. But after that, it's mostly just depth pieces, rental pieces that you're paying a premium price for um, that doesn't really help the Toronto Maple Leafs whatsoever this year. Yeah, and it'll be difficult for the Leafs to, to pitch the we're sellers. Mm-hmm. I don't think that can really fly in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, I'm very much in the camp of maybe stand still, and I think Tree Living and Shanahan will both be waiting from now until the trade deadline to mm-hmm. see where they're at and make a decision then. And I think some of these moves will probably become will probably be happening on the trade deadline. But I'm just looking at some of, of what some of these teams got for, for the players that have been traded. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's no one on the Leafs right now, I think, that would be traded that is the equivalent to what Lindholm would bring. He yeah. got a first, a fourth, uh, Kuzmenko, plus two prospects going the other way. And that's a lot. But the one that really stands out to me is Sean Monaghan. I mean, the Habs got a first-round pick for Sean Monaghan mm-hmm. and a third-round pick if the Jets uh, win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. And you look at the Toronto Maple Leafs, and who could potentially fetch something similar? Maybe not a first-round pick, but something similar. Max Domi. He's, he's going to be a rental. But I'm just saying he can. If you can get – Monaghan can get a first. You can get picks for Max Domi. But the thing is – Tyler Bertuzzi, yeah. TJ Brody, Ilya Samsonov. These are all players that are pending UFAs coming up at the end of the season. And if the Leafs want to be sellers, they have the pieces to do that. Like I said, those deals will come closer to the deadline when teams are more desperate for players. Because if you look at who's out there in the trade board, there's no one that can really help the Toronto Maple Leafs. There's not a single player you can bring in without – giving up too much. Mm-hmm. Tanev is obviously the main option for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Calgary has, has stated that they want a second-round pick. The Leafs don't have a second-round pick, nope. which means that'd be a first-round pick, maybe a prospect and a player for a guy you don't even know if he's going to sign with you. So there's there's too much risk involved, I think, for the Toronto Maple Leafs being buyers. Yeah. I think the right answer is probably stand still, but I can understand if they want to go the route of selling some players because they can collect some assets mm-hmm. and now start over in the summer again. Okay. They have nothing at the moment. I look the Tanev thing is interesting because he's the big fish on the market right now, and every team is going to want to be in on him. Uh, I know my Canucks are certainly heavy on him. They want to get him. They think they can re-sign him uh, in the offseason because you know he spent the majority of his career there. Um, but going back to your point about Max Domi and fetching a similar return for Sean Monahan. I just don't see that possible because Sean Monahan's actually producing this year, Albert. He's got 13 goals, 22 assists, 35 points, right? right? I, I agree. He's playing very well, right? People forget when Sean Monahan came to the Canadians, the Flames just dumped him and disregarded him. They had to attach on a first-round pick to Sean Monahan to, for Montreal to even consider taking him. Now they got another first-round pick back for him. 
Credit to Sean Monahan. But Bertuzzi and Domi and Brody and whomever, they're not producing to the level that Sean Monahan is producing well, at. Well, Max Domi is out producing him at 5-on-5, five five, so that's not completely but, true. What I'm saying is come to deadline time and teams are desperate to bulk up their teams, right. a player like Max Domi who's performing in the playoffs, a player like Tyler Bertuzzi is performing in the playoffs, it doesn't really matter what's going on right now. Their track records precede them, and I think that's why other teams would maybe be willing to pay a bigger price. I'm not saying they're going to get first-round picks, but right. I'm just saying if the market is saying Monaghan is worth a first-round pick, then they need to sniff around to see what Domi, Bertuzzi, and even Ilya Samsonov, how many teams need goalies right now? And if he's really turning it around, why not shop him? You if, if you truly believe that this is not the year, and this is the report and the rumor we keep hearing that, mm-hmm. maybe management think this is not the year for this Toronto Maple Leaf team. Mm-hmm. You can't sell to the Toronto Maple Leaf public, to the Toronto public, that you're a seller. That is not going to fly. Yeah, but, but if you pieces, trade Samsonov. But, pe- but pieces can go out the door. They really can. Because you still got Joseph Wall coming back. But, you got but we don't Jones. even know that, though, what, what, what Walls. Sheldon Keefe said today he's so... He, no, I agree. This is what I'm saying. Right? You, this, this is why the decision is not happening right now. It'd be closer to the deadline. Because you still need some more starts from Samsonov. You need to see how this team's going to play coming out of the break. Mm-hmm. That's going to change the minds of a lot of people. I, look, I don't think there's no way in hell anybody trades... The Maple Leafs trade one of the three goalies. All right? Walls hurt. Martin Jones... You you want to keep him because he's a veteran guy. And Samsonov, yeah, he's played great before the break. But let's see now what happens starting tonight, how he plays. He cut his cobble vacation short a little <laughs> bit to get back on Good the ice. Him. So kudos to him. But um, when I look at this situation, it just runs played again. You don't want to start selling assets like a Domi, a Bertuzzi, a Samsonov, even a Brody. Because then the psyche of the players is like, oh, these guys don't really believe in us. If you, if you stand pat, you could spin it in the – Spin it to the players, spin it in the media. Hey, look, there wasn't really anything out there price-wise, but we believe in these guys moving forward. If you start trading off pieces, the morale of the of the locker room goes down because you feel like, oh, we can't even do anything. These guys don't even believe in us, right? So the way I see it is this. If you can add a, a, a fringe piece, a guy who's, you know, can be a fifth, sixth defenseman, a bottom, bottom six forward or whatever for, you know, a low, low price or whatever, then you do it. But big moves... That will drastically change this team? No. You're going to mostly see this team um, stand pat. That's what Brad Tree Living does in the past. He's not a big deadline guy. You're going to see a lot of changes in the offseason with this roster. And that is where I believe the true makeover this offseason will take place with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, I think they should sell. They're not going to sell. I think that they should. My prediction is that they stand pat. Maybe they add a depth mm-hmm. defenseman. And that's all they do probably at the deadline. I don't, I don't see them sending out a first-round pick and prospects and, and potential players for a Tanev. Because there is risk with Tanev. As much as I love the guy mm-hmm. and I like him, he's willing to sacrifice his body at all times, which means the injury risk is higher. He's getting older. Is that a player that you want to really commit to? Is that a player you want to give up you know, picks for? I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, there is that goalie out of Arizona. I can't pronounce his name. Uh, Ved, Ved, no, I'm not going to pronounce it. It starts with a V. Okay. He's available too. You know, you could maybe swing a move for a goalie if Arizona's on. But they're in the middle of a playoff race too. Um, look, it's going to be interesting to see what's going on with the Leafs this next month or so until we get to the deadline. For sure. Um, because it's going to really determine the trajectory of this team and what's going to happen in the offseason, right? If they do sell, then okay, are we getting ready for like a big, big, big move in the offseason where they want to recoup, recoup draft assets and then get younger and maybe shed some cap space? Could that be the way the Toronto Maple Leafs go? Because also, Albert, you know, there's somebody new running MLSC now. Right, and there's gonna be a new direction, new objectives coming down to each Toronto sports team that's owned by MLSC. Right? Mm-hmm. Maybe do they want to still be a cap team? I think the Leafs will always be a cap team, but 
Maybe do they not want to pay so many big ticket players, right? How does that go about? That's something that's to be very interesting going forward with the Toronto Maple Leafs as well. Yeah, really strip everything down. This is what they should do. They should sell at the deadline <laughs> in the offseason, say, Mitch Marner, we're not going to resign you. Deal with that as it goes. And yeah. now you start from scratch. Get some assets, it, get some picks, look, the, clear up some salary, and give this Bradtree Living's, uh, give him a chance to build his, right, his own look, team. Yeah, you look at look at what Pittsburgh did, right? When they won their cups, they won their first cups, and then they went through kind of like a retool. Re- you know, they had the the Malkin, Crosby, Latang were the were the pillars for the whole time. But you, everybody else was switched in and out. The James Neal was in and out. You, know, you brought in guys like Ryan Rust, Jay Gensel. You know, you get these younger guys. Sometimes with these teams, you gotta kind of not re, like retool on the fly and get younger and create the open up a new window, right? And that's kind of where the position the Leafs are in. The unfortunate part is the Leafs major success in the playoffs was a second round appearance. <laughs> major success. Okay, let's break quick. We'll come back. We'll talk goaltending. Mm. Sheldon keeps job security. And William Nylander, he's done nothing, to be honest, after his contract signing. Will that turn after the All-Star break? Justin Pooney. Homestand Leafs is powered by Sports Interaction, your homegrown sportsbook featuring custom same-game parlays and prop bets you won't find anywhere else. So why bet with one of those American companies that don't know anything about your teams, players, or games that matter to you? Sports Interaction, your homegrown sportsbook. Bet local. All right, Pooney. Can Samsonov keep trending in the right direction after the All-Star break? Three starts, three wins, but emphasis on just three starts. Exactly, just three starts. Look, um, looking at this situation and all that stuff with the Toronto Maple Leafs and their goal team, I said on Friday's pod that I see them running a platoon, like a trio system, right? They're going to have three goalies that they equally trust because they've all played equally amount of games. Now, the news that Martin Jones, because we expected Martin Jones to be coming back and practicing uh, after the All-Star break, that clearly has not happened. We don't know when he's going to come back on the ice. So you're going to roll with this Jones and uh, Samsonov tandem. The one thing about Wall is I think the injury is much worse than we first believed because he's still not back yet. But when I look at Ilya Samsonov, it is clear as day right now that the ball is back in his court. He needs to, all the hard work that he's done to get back to a right mental state and his game is back, that needs to carry over after this break. And it's going to be a difficult thing. And I mentioned this to you last week as well, Albert. This break could have not come at a worse time for the Leafs, I feel. Because they were playing better. The vibes are really good. They had beat Winnipeg on back-to-back nights. Oh, sorry, back-to-back games, excuse mm-hmm. me. Home home. They, won, they were on winners of three straight. Um, things were looking really up for them. And then this break happened, and then now they got to pick right back up again against the New York Islanders team. That, look, they've gone through a whole lot of major changes themselves, especially on the coaching front. Right. So, um, when I look at Samsonov, do I think he can carry it over? I do think so. But I need to see it because for a goalie being off like that and not being in the flow of things, that's a really big thing for me. That really does affect um, how I believe that you know he's going to play. I think that guys like Matthews and Nylander, Marner, Riley, they should be fine because they didn't really get a break, right? You had a couple of days off last week and then you had the all-star festivities and then you're back at it tonight. But for Samsonov being off, being on vacation, um, can he come back and... You know, pick up where he left off. Can he be as mentally sharp as he was the last three times we saw him? That, to me, is the biggest key. If he is, great. If not, you could see some shattered confidence. And then, oh boy, what happens again, right? Then you got to rely back on Marty Jones, and then you don't trust Samsonov all over again. So, he's good, but the leash is still very short. Is what yeah, I'm absolutely. Um, it is great, and I like the fact that mm-hmm. Keith is going with him against the Islanders tonight uh, in Toronto to keep him going. Mm-hmm. Um 
I can't make a determination on this yet. I think it's too soon. I need to see at least a 10-game stretch. Yeah. Emilio Samsonov to see what he can do. Uh, just a quick update on Joseph Wall. This is from Jonas Siegel of the, of the Athletics. So he's going to miss his 25th <laughs> straight game tonight from the high ankle sprain mm-hmm. and could still be uh, weeks away. Keep saying at this point he's not anywhere close to us considering him for game action. So mm-hmm. Wall not around for a little while. Uh, probably worth mentioning Wall appeared in 15 games before suffering the injury. Yep. He was 8-5-1 and one and a 9-1-6 save percentage. So they need him back as soon as possible. But I can't I can't dub Samsonov as the number one, clear-cut number mm-hmm. one until I see more. But the question I want to pose to you, mm-hmm. least make the playoffs, say? Who starts game one of the playoffs? Who's Justin Pooney's pick to start game one of the playoffs? More likely, Samsonov, Martin Jones, or Joseph Wall? Well, if we're looking at it right now, uh, I would have to say... Marty Jones, maybe? Marty Jones? I think so. I think Marty Jones will get the start because I need somebody who knows what it's like to play in the playoffs. I'm not saying that Samsonov doesn't, but who's has the ability to forget uh, the last goal and to just kind of erase it from his mind and move on to the next one. I don't know if Ilya Samsonov has that yet, that quality in him yet. Look, I'm not even... I'm just completely disregarding Joseph Wall right now because he's not healthy. And I don't know what, what's going to happen if he comes back at playoff time. I don't know how well he's going to play. There's so much unknown with that that I can't even I, – I would never even think about putting putting him in that position. Um, I would start Marty Jones because I think his struggles were more so because he was overworked. I felt that the Leafs just you ran him into the ground for that stretch and that period of time where he was playing back-to-backs, he was playing every night, he was the guy facing a lot of shots, right? Um, I think that he just got just got fatigued, and then you started seeing leaky goals come in. He wasn't as mentally sharp. Uh, but in an isolated situation like the playoffs where you know you're going to be playing every other day, there's no back-to-backs, the travel's not going to be that egregious. Um, I would start Marty Jones for game one in the playoffs. Yeah, I think what they're going to do is ride the hot hand, and the hot hand's going to be between Joseph Wall and Ilya Samsonov. Okay. As much as I still need to see a, a longer stretch with Samsonov, mm-hmm. I can't imagine him. I can't imagine the fall off if he does fall off once again, being as drastic as it was. Completely losing confidence. I don't once know. Again? But we've we no, seen we him lose it know. once. I know. But I'm I'm kind of thinking about how he played in the last postseason right. before he got injured. He was excellent. And they were but willing. They were willing to roll with Samsonov. Now they got question marks because they saw Joseph Wall and what he can do. Mm-hmm. I still think Samsonov will probably be in this thing up until the, the last game of the season. I, don't I know, know it's a stretch we, it's because we've seen though. because last year, look, Samsonov wasn't. We didn't see these struggles throughout the season. There were some struggles, but, but not there weren't as, as low. They weren't not as like low this. as this, right? No. Like he went all the way down but to the minors. That's Samsonov's game, though, right? right? The same way that it was when he was in Washington. Yeah, no, but look, he gets I think down on himself and, and he loses his his touch. The other know, thing but. you got to think about is this, right? The Leafs are most likely going to start the playoffs on the road at this particular juncture, right? They're going to be starting the playoffs on the road. Um, that you need you need a mentally tough goalie, right? You need a guy who's going to be, be able to go into these hostile environments and take on the, the the chance, the taunts, the boos, and stuff like that. And look, as Ma- Marty Jones is not going to you know be anything crazy, but at least I know that he can handle it. He's done it before. Um, I want to see. I would trust Marty Jones. Okay, another thing to watch out for. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Sheldon keeps job security. Yeah, I, I mean it's unex. I mean at the moment, I don't think either of us actually see him getting fired. No, I think he probably has until the playoffs. Mm-hmm. At least that's that's what I was led to believe from from Bradtree Living. Yeah, reading in between the lines. Uh, so I think he'll see out the season. But I wonder, I wonder if Leafs management is looking at the Islanders with Patrick Waugh, looking at the Kings after firing Todd mm-hmm. McClellan. Looking at the Oilers with Knobloch, 
after they fired Woodcroft, yeah. seeing the trends of, of these teams with new coaches. Obviously, it's working incredibly well for the Oilers. Mm-hmm. That's a check mark. What's going to happen with Hiller in, in L.A. and Patrick Waugh in, in New York? Like, If there's a, a mm-hmm. significant change in the way these teams are playing and they're playing better and they're giving these teams a boost, I wonder if that changes the mind of lease management. I don't think so. But I think it's something that they'll be thinking about. They have to be. Of course. Considering th- the, the coaches that are out there, right? Yeah, of course they th- they're thinking about it. And I'm sure it's crossed the minds of Brendan Shannon and Brad Tree Living. I, I just don't I – I, I think you've passed the point of no return, right? You've passed the point now where we're you into – so? We're into February. We're past the all-star break now. Um, you've passed the halfway point of the season. I just don't see a purpose in firing the coach unless – like the wheel, the wheels fall off, right? Okay, at this point, what would it take for Keith to be fired? It would have to before be the end of the a season. drastic change. Like the team just bottoms out, is gonna be completely out of the playoff picture. That's the only way. Um, I kind of relate it back to what happened in Vancouver uh, in 2014 when they hired Tortorella. Uh, they brought him in, and then it just kind of, they were in a playoff position after the Olympic break, and then after that, you had like the whole Luongo Heritage Classic thing. Right. The team just started. The team basically fell out of the playoff race, and then. It just got so bad where you had to fire him, right? He didn't even finish the season. I think that could be a situation where, look, the pressure just gets to them. The fan base is up in arms. They are upset. Their team is just, there's no chance of making the playoffs. And the last, like, 10, 15 games of the season, or maybe even less than that, you just fire him to get him out of town. So he just has to have to face the media oh, I see. every day, right? right. Um, what I d- truly see happening is, like you mentioned, they're going to play it out. See what happens in the playoffs. If they have a good showing in round one and show some fight and somehow get past the first round, might be safe. But I think if they lose in the first round again, Sheldon Keefe will oh, not, yeah. will, will not be the head coach of yeah. the Toronto Maple Leafs. I 100% agree yeah. with that. If they make the playoffs, which is likely that they will, mm-hmm. they don't get it in the first round, I think he's done. I think even if they get to the second round and get bumped to the second round, Or if they have the done. same performance again in the second round they did last year. Like, yeah, I don't um, think he can, he can last much longer. But, I mean, I think, I think they'll be uh, looking at these other teams it's, and seeing – and seeing if there's a, a positive effect by bringing in new well, coaches, which we, there should be. We also know, too, there's going to be coaches fired at the end of the season anyway, right? When when the regular season's over, teams are going to fire their coach, right? right. Teams are going to move on from their coach. So there could be other guys out there as well. So um, it's kind of the theme that we've been talking about this whole podcast is, look, the Leafs are in a position where they have a new guy at the helm, a general manager who's in this year. And I think we kind of realized early on that this year was going to be one where he's assessing all aspects of um, the team now he has he made some drastic moves yes you know signed Austin Matthews to an extension which was pretty obvious but then of course the William Nylander extension so does that precurse them to then make sure they sign Mitch Marner or is he the odd man out so um, waiting and seeing assessing the whole situation I think is what this whole season is going to be it's a wasted year right um, but again maybe if they waste this year they can build moving forward in the next couple of years if you want to look at it at a glass half full so your prediction is that he stays on down for the rest playoffs. of the season, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think he stays on unless yeah. they fall off completely. Okay, one more before we break. William Nylander and his mm-hmm. production after contract signing. Do you expect him, Justin Pune, to turn it up again? Uh, I should mention, he's got two goals and ten since his contract signing. At one point, though, he did have two double-digit point streaks, 17 games and 13 games. Can he get even anywhere near that? Anywhere near anywhere near that type of production before he signed that big, big money contract? Well, he completely messed up my whole theory of winning All-Star Game MVP. We'll help him out because he uh, got one assist in the All-Star Game festivities. That doesn't matter. So that didn't matter. Um, Look, they're going to need him to because he was, what, projected this season to get, what, he was at about a 100-point clip earlier on. Now he's only at, what, 66 points he's projected to get this year. Oh, sorry. Uh, no. 
Sorry, 106 points. Yeah. He was at 120-point yeah. projection earlier. Now he's fallen down to 106. Um, do I see William Nylander picking it up? Yes. Do I see him touching 100 points this season? No. When that seemed like a foregone conclusion, I don't think he's touched 100 points this year. Well, they need him to. They're going to need him to, but I just don't see him touching it. The way this guy's been playing, the lack of urgency in his game, um, I just don't see it happening. I think a guy like John Tavares needs to pick it up as well. I could see him picking up a little bit more, but um, I just think Nylander now, he's comfortable, he's content, he's happy. He's going to coast through. He'll get his you know, his 75 to maybe <laughs> 90 points and call it a season. I think that's kind of where they're at right now. With I mean, if you're the Leafs mm-hmm. and you just paid this guy 90 plus mm-hmm. and he finishes with 90 points, are you upset? I don't think so. Yeah. 90 point season, still pretty good. I mean, you want you want 100 points where you're paying a guy that much money, but if you're finishing with 90 points, they're probably pretty happy. I will say the last two games against the Jets, he did look a lot more engaged and mm-hmm. a lot better. I think there will be an uptick in production. Will he go on the same tear? I don't think so. But I think he finishes 100 points. I think he has one of his best seasons by far. Right. Um, at least I hope so. <laughs> For the Toronto Maple Leafs, I really hope so because <laughs> we keep talking about secondary scoring and guys outside the core four. They're not scoring right now, so they, they need him heavily as much as they need uh, Austin Matthews. Okay, let's break. A couple more guys I want to talk about after the break. Tyler Bertuzzi, mm-hmm. what to expect from him in the second half. He cut his hair, by the way. He did. Ryan Reeves, what's going to happen with Ryan Reeves? Is he going to stay with the team? Is he getting traded? Is he getting waived? Is he getting bought out? What's happening? And how about the end result of the regular season and what happens with Brendan Shanahan if the Leafs do not make the playoffs? Justin Pooney, mm-hmm. Tyler Bertuzzi. Yes. He's had a horrible first half of the season for the Toronto yes. Maple Leafs. I like his style of play, and I keep saying I am Tyler. You're a big Tyler Bertuzzi fan. I'm a, I'm a big Bertuzzi guy because I think he's going to really show what he's worth in the playoffs. He needs to show what he's worth now. I pulled up a list of all the players in the NHL making $5.5 million, which Tyler Bertuzzi is making, mm-hmm. and he's a pending UFA. At the moment, there's 10 players making 55 He's eighth on the list when it comes to points. Just 20 points, six goals, and 14 assists. And Leafs fans will not want to see this one. But Zach Hyman's at the top of that list with 47 points. Mm-hmm. He's got 30 goals yeah. in 44 games and 17 assists. Uh, Adrian Kempe of L.A. has got 43 points. Konechny, 42. Philip Deneau's got 30 points. Eberle's got 28 points. So at that price tag, he's being severely outperformed by everybody else yes. in the league. So that's why he's going to be heavily criticized every single night. Look, you mentioned all the names that are making five point five million. I wouldn't take any. I'd take all those guys in a heartbeat over Tyler Bertuzzi. Kuzmenko, he's got one more point than Tyler Bertuzzi, and Kuzmenko's having a horrible year. Kuzmenko's exactly. Kuzmenko played so bad, he got traded out of Vancouver, and I'd still take him over Tyler Bertuzzi. That, like that's how bad he's been this year. Like he's been such a bad player for them. And Albert, no, you, I, that hold on. You got to clarify that because he's been a bad player in terms of production. Production, but on the but ice, he does a lot of good does, things. Okay, but what is you're getting paid five and a half million dollars a year? I agree. Production but I just, matters. I'm just saying, I production say matters. He's a bad player. And you're he's talking about you're player. talking about he's a playoff guy. You, you can't wait for him to playoffs. He's played seven games in the playoffs, and that was right. last year. And he looked where, great. Where, where where he was on the team that had the best record in NHL history, and they got bounced in the first round. Right. Ten yes. points in that ten, series. Great. Ten points. He was also minus four. I'm right, just, but saying, production is ten points. I'm just saying, ten points it, is ten points. Plus minus is a stat too. That's accounts for production Listen, I'm as well. I'm hanging on for dear, dear I'm life. I'm just saying, that, you're, that you're, you're hyping up Tyler Bertuzzi a lot. All right, he's played in the playoffs once in his career. I got you. And he had one good season. But his in style of play suits that type of hockey more than it does regular he's season hockey. He's not going to change a series. Anyway, I just want to say he's he will not. be judged. I bet you he will be judged on his playoff performance. He should be if judged. If they get to the playoffs and he's playing the exact same way, then. Listen, Justin Pooney, there's no contest here. Hey, look, he's got to go. 
the proof is in the pudding. You're not going to flip the switch, like, especially a guy like Tyler Bertuzzi is not going to flip the switch and change his life in the playoffs. No, right? You're not going to see him go from doing what he's doing this regular season where what he's has what six goals, twenty six points, goals. Yeah, uh, in forty six games. He's not going to flip the switch. <laughs> Secondary and scoring, a second coming of Todd Bertuzzi. Oh, yeah. uh, he's not going to be doing that in the playoffs. I'll tell you that much. I think Todd Bertuzzi's uncle wouldn't surprise me. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, Ryan Reeves. Yes. So David Kampf is out. Yarn Croc is now out. He's uh, week to week with a knuckle injury. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't even know where, where to start here. It's At the moment, he's probably going to get in to the team. Mm-hmm. But will he be a, a constant, you think, on the fourth line moving forward for the rest of the season? Or do you expect him to either be waived or traded? I, I mentioned buyout before the break, but I think it's highly unlikely that they buy him out. I don't think he's going to get waived or traded. He's just going to be sitting in the press box or kind of doing what he's doing right now. But Look, don't you think that's just the absolute wrong thing to do? They've done that before with Clifford and Spezza and Simmons. But that's what they have to do. But like, then you – I don't know. What are you going to do? You're going to – you signed him to the deal. He's got – nobody's going to touch that contract. Nobody's going to want – See, I don't know about that. Albert, nobody – It's not a massive contract. Teams can the take term it term on it. The term on it is way yeah, too the term's long. not great. If it was a one-year deal, right, yes, then maybe. But this has got two more years after this. Right, but – the term, you're right, and the money. But if they waive him, right, the Leafs gain $1.35 million in cap space. So only 200000 hits towards the cap. So by waiving him, it's it's you know it's low risk. Someone I get picks it. him up, great. If I not, get it. to the Marlies. I get it. When Yarn Crow and Camp come back into the lineup, I just see them, look, depending on the night, they might want to put Ryan Reeves in. Depending on the matchups, they might, you know, sit him. I mean, I just, might, Keith might even go 11-7. Yeah, he could. Out. He could. I mean, it's. I think it's going to be a, a game-to-game uh, indication of whether Ryan Reeves gets playing time or not. I just think that's just, that's how it's going to be. That's how it's going to be going towards the playoffs. The playoffs, I don't even think he's going to play if they make it. Now, if they play a team like Florida or Boston, maybe. But if they play, like, the Rangers or they play somebody else, then I don't see it. Um I, he's he's just a liability out there on the ice, and you can't have him, especially when every game is gonna mean so much. Now, if you get the Ryan Reeves that played the Saturday previous to this, like you got in Winnipeg, then that's a different story. That's, but that's a great fourth line. This is a Ryan Reeves with two bad knees at his advanced age, and you can't expect that on a night-to-night basis. Um, I believe, right? Um, it just again, it just depends on the matchup, the game, who they're playing against, and then they'll slide him in whether they seem fitting. He's a he's a bottom of the roster type of guy, right? So he's not going to play every game. He may play every other game. Might play once a week. It really just depends, Albert. Yeah, I think for the foreseeable future, with some of these players out, I think he's going to get some playing time. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think eventually they will waive him. Maybe, but at the same time, if you're the Leafs organization, do you want a disgruntled uh, vet down in the Marlies? I don't know. I'm sure he's a professional, so this is just me mm-hmm. speculating completely. But, I mean, I think the best thing to do is probably eventually s- wave the guy, and you're saving on the cap. I think it's a win-win for both sides. Maybe not Ryan Reeves because he definitely wants to play, but if he, he's not cutting it, mm-hmm. then there's no point. I just don't understand the point of sitting this guy in the press box. We've seen that before, and it's not a good situation. Yeah, I'm just trying to see what if they buy him out, how can they spread it out? Um because what he's making one point. If they buy him out, though, it costs more against the cap than if but they, they were to waive him. But they can spread it out. They I think sp- it's four hundred. They can spread it out over a couple of years, right? So again, if you waive him, right, you can. But he's just going to sit in the minors again because nobody's going to claim him, right? Yeah. And then you got that. You got to worry about that. So I, I could see a potential Reeves buyout maybe in the off season, or maybe again. You just go. They throw him on LTIR on the on the off season, and he just never plays again. After hearing what his knees, he doesn't 
But if he's not would hurt. You, would you be completely surprised next year he fails his medical? Going to training I camp. I can't say that. He passed the medical with the Toronto Maple Leafs. No, but I'm saying if he fails next year's medical and that he just, again, they do the Matt Murray treatment. No, no, you're not healthy. Just go away. Right? I wonder what's going to happen with Matt Murray. We should probably have a conversation about him. Uh, again, he's out of sight, out of mind. That's okay, so see. if they do buy him out, mm-hmm. the Leafs would carry on a cap hit of 450000 for the next four seasons. So there's there's no buyout in in Ryan Reeves' future. I say four hundred thousand. I say he sticks with the team for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Until players come back, then he probably gets sent down. That's my prediction. Okay. Okay. Uh, end result of the regular season, Justin Pooney. out of the playoffs, wild card, top three in the division. Well, I broke down the percentages uh, last show. I'll I want to hear Pooney's percentages. I'll that sounds like a da- segment, actually. Pooney's percentages. That might be an idea, but again, it's so it was ninety one percent when we last recorded. It's now ninety. Point four percent. It's dipped a little bit to make the playoffs. Make the second round. They're at forty percent to make the second round. Nineteen percent to make the, Throw the third those round. Percentages in the that doesn't matter. But eleven percent to come second in the division. I don't. That's becoming as the days go on. That becomes less and less and less. I see them finishing, you know, third or first in the wild card spot. If they finish first in the wild card, they're probably going to play the Rangers. And I think they lose to the Rangers in five or six in six games, I would say. If they play Florida, they lose to Florida in five games. So, <laughs> even predicting that, that that's bounced. it. They're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. They're not going to fall out, but they're going to get embarrassed in the first round. Not, yeah, emba- not mean, embarrassed, but they're going to get outclassed in the first round. They're still they're still more than good enough to make the playoffs. I mm-hmm. think they're in the playoffs. I think it ends up being a battle for the wild card. I think the Red Wings are looking Detroit good. Detroit has more wins than them. And I, I, for some reason, I just feel like the Islanders are going to sneak up on, yeah. on them as well with Patrick Waugh, not top three in the division. Okay, Shanahan. So we touched on this earlier, but mm-hmm. if they miss the playoffs, should he go? The final, his final contract year is 2025. So that's next year. Yeah. Should he go? Will he go? Will they actually well, let him be, go? This is going to be a big in, uh, season then because – This is a go, Keith Pelly decision yeah, too. Yeah, going, going into next season, do you make him a lame duck president of hockey ops or – you just say, look, let's just split ways, right? Let's just let's just go in a different direction. Um, it would be interesting though if they did that though, because he hired Bradtree Living, and Bradtree Bradtree Living. What happens to him? Right? Does he then be come elevated to become president of hockey ops and general manager? Oh, I don't know about Ooh, that. Do you, but then again, if you bring in another president, what happens if he doesn't want Bradtree? I was going to say, I think it's guy. more likely that if Shanahan goes, Tree Living is probably gone as well. But they just again, and then you this whole year was for nothing. <laughs> Right, it might the, go down. We might that, look that, back at this season, yeah, in a couple of years and be like, That season was the season Austin Matthews scored 70 goals. They paid William Nylander 92, 93 million dollars, and, and the Leafs nothing. got bumped out in the first round. Shanahan got fired, so did the GM, so did the coach, and they started over. And then what happens after that? Nobody know. knows. But look, if that happens, if they fire or they split ways from Brad, uh, Brendan Shanahan. And they get rid of Bradtree Living. They get rid of Sheldon Keefe. I think I think that would be crazy. I think it needs to be done in terms of Shanahan. I and think like you mentioned, go. think about this Shanna Shanna plan. Shanna plan. It's been what ten years almost now. There's nothing to show for it. What? How what do you? How what do the Toronto Maple Leafs have to show for it with Brandon Shanahan as the president? First, they bro- broke the curse of the first round, Albert. Okay, that's bigger than the Stanley Cup. That, there you go. That's bigger that's than the Stanley on, Cup. They broke the, the first plaque. round exit bubble. That is bigger than the Stanley Cup in Toronto. That's that's what's on the plaque. That's what's on Shanahan's plaque. The Shanahan. How long? Shanahan's been. They in broke since, the duck. So when did Shanahan come in? What 2014, 2015? Yeah. So almost ten years. 
We're almost at 10 years of the Shanna plan. We've gone from Lula Morello to Kyle Dubas <laughs> to Bradstreet Living, yeah. right? And what have you shown for it? You have a whole lot of big-name players, but you have a whole lot of regular season wins and no playoff success whatsoever. Um, it could be that case. Look, like we mentioned before, you mentioned right now, there is a new head of MLSC, right? There will be new decisions being made. They will want new people in place. It's going to happen like with any walk of business. Um who do you bring in then? You know, who do you bring in? What do you do? Well, that's right? a whole other. That's like, like again, you look at it. You bring somebody in, then they're gonna bring somebody new in to oversee the whole hockey department. They don't. What if they don't want Bradtree Living? What if they don't want Sheldon Keith? Hell, what if they don't want William Nylander? What no, happens? Well, that's not happening. But like, where's again, he gonna go? You can't go anywhere. This team, is move. A, this team is in a situation where they've stood pat for so long that now you're kind of just you got to do what you got to do with what what. You have, yeah, and there's going to be drastic changes if you want to get better. This could and be one of the most important seasons in recent memory. If if it's going to go the way that we, me, and you think it's going to go, it's going to probably go that way, right? We, I don't, unless somehow, some way, like Samsonov catches light, lightning in a bottle, uh, the defense somehow plays ten levels <laughs> yeah. up or whatever, yeah, right? So like you need a lot to this go right. year is going to run, the, and think about the depth that you need. We saw the Panthers; they were destroyed by the time they got to the playoffs. Leafs don't have that type of depth. Leafs get one injury on their back and they're done. They're toast. They're cooked. They're finished. Right? Who they're are you going to bring up? Topi um, Yamala? Yeah, exactly. And I think, like, when you look at it, yeah, it's going to be an, another... We're preparing Leaf fans for the gruesome ending that's going to happen in a couple months, right? Don't do it, man. Don't do it. But what I'm saying is this. Um, this is, could be a positive situation where people finally realize this team was never good enough it's to gotta win. got to go, man. Never good enough to win. Yes, they had good regular seasons, but they were never good enough to really win a Stanley Cup. Um, and then you need these wholesale sweeping changes to get better to win a Stanley Cup. There's pieces here that can help you win a Stanley Cup, but you need to make the changes. And I think that's what this season's message or the, the shining light of this season would be is that, look, you're just not good enough to win a Stanley Cup. And that's as simple as that. And the fear of keeping Shannon here one more year mm-hmm. is that his last contract that he's probably going to sign, big money contract, will be Mitch Marner. And I think if you're the no, Toronto, no, if you're the no, Toronto no, no, Maple Leafs, no, no, no. you cannot let that happen. If if they get rid of Shanahan, Shan- if, no, I'm saying if Shanahan is here, for, if he oh, if, if he here. sees out the final year of his contract, yeah, you know Martin is getting that contract. One million percent. He th- he's always protected the. Fourth. Do you think and that Brad, exactly do you think Brad Tree Living has the you know what's to stand up to Brendan Shanahan and say no, we can't resign him? Then Shanahan will fire him. Right. Shanahan can do whatever he and wants then to that's do. the situation that this organization is in, and that's not a good situation then whatsoever. If well, the president is basically <laughs> saying there's no chance in hell you're letting that happen, no. uh, well, then you got more problems than that. Oh, we got some problems. Okay, let's end on a high note, Justin Pooney. High note. Let's wrap it up. Mm-hmm. It's time for Burton Pooney's Bankroll Booster, brought to you by Sports Interaction, your homegrown sports book. Bet local. All right. The NHL is back. The regular season is going to get back underway. We've got two games on the ice tonight. Mm-hmm. But our focus, Justin Pooney, is the Toronto Maple Leafs taking on the New York Islanders. What do you got for the people? I got – I'm going to take the over in this game. It's at six and a half. I think teams are going to be a bit sluggish. Defense is not going to be very good. And there's going to be some goals scored. Uh, also, uh, anytime goal scorer, my former captain, uh, Bo Horvat at plus 175. I think <laughs> Bo Horvat, Ontario guy. Always played well in Toronto. I believe Bo Horvat will find the back of the net tonight. Okay. Give me Mitch Marner, power play point, plus 150. I'm loving the number at Sports Interaction. The Islanders' worst PK in the NHL. And if you're looking at Mitch Marner, 17 power play points on this season. So Marner, 
power play point plus 150. And that's been Burton Pooney's bankroll booster powered by Sports Interaction, your homegrown sports book. That local. That's it from us here at home, Stan Leafs. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget, we drop new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can find us anywhere you download your podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Five stars, please. That will make Justin a very happy man. Also, if you want to send in a question, either through an email or voice message, send them to Leafs at homestandsports.com. We'll read your questions, concerns, or insults on our Friday episodes. The email, again, is leafs at homestandsports.com. For Justin Pooney, I'm Albert Vartanian, and this has been Homestand Leafs.